Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. everyone and welcome back to the heat wave 32 team in 32 days and we are breaking down every single fantasy relevant player on each team for the upcoming season today we'll be focusing on the los angeles chargers go chargers go i am your host the fantasy plug tim petropolis the editor-in-chief of brotofantasy.com and the fantasy football by broto app and i am joined by my brother the king of this fantasy thing and lead fantasy analyst analyst for broto matt ward the dynasty don himself and fantasy encyclopedia the lead writer at broto and Santiago Casanova, the genius of fantasy, the Brodo lead data analyst, and the developer of the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. Speaking of the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, yeah, if you're watching YouTube, you can see it right on the bottom, as Matt was kind enough to point out. Um, you can download it right now for free anywhere you get podcasts, and it is the only tool you need to dominate fantasy football and become your own expert. Every stat you hear us use today, every single one, can be found on the app. That includes fantasy player cards, fantasy player grades, usage charts, start sit tool, who to start, I'm sorry, who to draft tool, which is going to come up in handy uh, as, as you draft. Player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, and advanced stats, including true throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards, and true matchup rankings and this app is for free right now it won't be for free forever but right now it's free because of our patrons over at patreon.com slash broto fantasy a big thank you to our patrons uh you are the reason why the broto machine keeps pumping to support the show join now and for as little as three dollars a month you can get a ton of extras including the extra waiver wire show access to broto leagues proven dfs cash optimizers access to cheat sheets private team consultations the most unique fantasy leagues in the world and access to the greatest community in the world not just the fantasy world the broto community on discord if you enjoy the show and if you enjoy the app please consider joining the discord your contributions go a long way we are jumping into the la chargers today and let's get into their offensive outlook this is the second year for head coach brandon staley he is the former rams defensive coordinator and he is joined for a second year by joe lombardi he has been the saints qb coach since 2007 before previous to this he did take a short break stint from 2014-15 as the lions head coach but resumed his duties as quarterbacks coach with the saints um until he got this job so he's coming from there obviously um he coached drew Brees, so he had some success um last season they were fifth in scoring offense they passed 61.4 percent of the time that is fourth of any coach not fired midseason and sixth overall not big time ads in terms of fantasy relevant ads on this team uh the more they, they more concentrated on the defense and the uh, offensive line. Uh, tight end Gerald Everett is their big uh, addition. Uh, rookies uh, guard Zion Johnson was drafted in the first round, and Isaiah Spiller was drafted in the fourth round. And they lost Jared Cook and Andre Roberts. Uh, Andre Roberts is the wide receiver who, you know, unless you're playing it, some team, some leagues do play with return yards. If you're playing with return yards, Andre Roberts was a, a good player, but unless. You don't care about that. All right, let's go to a guy you definitely care about. Justin Herbert finished as the QB two overall. I must say, man, Justin Herbert's kind of like a guy who just looks the part. It just makes you it makes you feel like, all right, I I think this guy's good. Plus, he looks exactly like the guy who should be good at this. So, um, with that being said, 
How are we feeling about Justin Herbert? Yeah, uh, there's not much to say about uh, Herbie fully loaded here. Um, he just he took the NFL by storm his first two seasons as an NFL quarterback. I remember people like everyone was tank for Justin Herbert. Like that was the thing. Suck and for then, the duck. Because he yeah, went to Oregon. Duck for the duck. For the yeah, duck. go ducks. Matt, Matt, yeah. Matt, oh, yeah. Big and Oregon then, ducks man here. And then people just kind of got sour on him. Like, oh, Justin Herbert. No, not Justin Herbert anymore. Man, I wish the Jets were picking where the Chargers were picking because Justin Herbert, man, first two seasons in the league, he has totaled 9,350 passing yards. Holy 60, mother of God. With 69 nice touchdowns. Nice. To only 25 interceptions. On Oof. top of that, over his first two seasons, he's rushed for 536 yards and eight touchdowns on the ground. So he's not a zero on the ground either. Like you said, Tim, he was, he was in his rookie year. So that's a, that's an element of the game he added. No, uh, no, he was pretty similar his rookie year. He actually ran for more touchdowns his rookie year than his sophomore year, five and three, respectively. Do you, didn't you have a whole article about Justin Herbert and how he's not going to get rushing rushing work? Last, as much last, rushing work time last, as you'd like. Season. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Com- compared to like Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts and such. But then he threw for 5,000 yards. So yeah. it doesn't matter. But, um, yeah, he's not a zero in that category either. He was ninth in points per game as a rookie, third last season in points per game, two straight seasons to start his career with an A-plus true fantasy grade. The guy, like you said, Tim, he has basically the same exact supporting cast. Um, he's a smash top five quarterback pick, is rightfully being treated as such, and that's about it. Like, there's nothing – there's absolutely zero reason to fade Justin Herbert, really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Zero reason. Um. You know, this this whole team is kind of the same as it was last year. So let's go into the guy who was the man last year, and that's Austin Eckler. Let's get into the running backs. Has the case for number one overall, in my opinion. In our mock, mock draft that we did before we started recording this, he was, right? So has a case, 20 TDs last year, hard to duplicate. But if you're going to duplicate something, you might as well do it in the duplicate offense, right? So <laughs> if you're going to if you're gonna want to duplicate, do it with – they just have a same offense. They have a better defense probably. Uh, rookie guard. So with that being said, um, I mean, how much do you have to say about Austin Eckler? I mean, yeah, Eckler's a smash value at, at an RB one play. You're probably, you're like, you're going to draft him within the top eight picks. Probably. Um, I could definitely see a case for him finishing as the RB one, RB two in points per game. Uh, he was the RB two in points per game last year with 21 and a half per, uh, he just epitomizes like what a league altering pass catching back can really give you. He had 911 yards on 206 rushing attempts. So like not the most effective rusher per se on the ground, uh, but supplemented that with 671 yards receiving and a 15.1% target share. So like he's the definition of, of like a PPR cheat code. Um, he was fourth in scrimmage yards over expected per attempt last season. So like he is an effective runner, but a lot of that, those points just come from how versatile he is out of the backfield and that he can line up in the slot. He can line up on the outside. He can give the chargers a bunch of different looks. Uh, and like, yeah, it's, it's really, really easy to assume that Austin Eckler is going to get it on the 75 catches this season and close to a thousand yards rushing. I don't think Isaiah Spiller is a factor since we're covering all of the running back rooms. He's going to have a similar role to Josh Kelly, uh, to what you saw Larry Roundtree have. Justin Jackson. You know, those, 
Justin Jackson. Well, I mean, Justin Jackson can really step up and play a lead role when someone is hurt. And I'm not necessarily against Spiller being able to be that Justin Jackson type. Um, and he certainly looked like better than that um, in his days at Texas A&M. But we all know about the terrible combine followed by an even worse pro day, which is not a great sign because usually you have kind clocks at your pro day. Um, and yeah, and he fell in the draft. So looking at his profile with all of those things combined, Isaiah Spiller does profile out as a, a career backup, essentially. And Eckler is the the one there. We saw after Melvin Gordon leave, his opportunity share spiked. Like he really can handle an RB1 300 touches per season workload. So Spiller is there to be a Justin Jackson, maybe if Eckler gets hurt, or to be a Josh Kelly, Larry Roundtree, where Austin Eckler doesn't get very many goal line, like inside the three uh, rush attempts. So like he, he's a big guy for that. But I mean, as far as fantasy upside, I don't think I draft Isaiah Spiller. And I mean, like I said, I'm considering drafting Austin Eckler in the top 10. Oh yeah. I think 100%. Spiller is really just like a, a handcuff of yeah. sorts. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, no one, no one should be drafting him to get like, and even then like flex value. Even as the handcuff, like you're not going to, I don't think you're going to get, Alexander Madison level upside handcuff play. Like, I don't, I don't think you're going to get a Tony Pollard, you know, you could flex this guy upside handcuff play from Isaiah Spiller. It is really purely a, this is where the volume is going to fall. If Eckler gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, so let's take a break right now. Good time to take a break. And in turn, and when that, with that break, we're about to break your mind. The Brodo tip of the day, the fantasy football by Brodo tip of the day. Um, look, one of the things that that fantasy people, even though this is more of a rookie mistake, but even veterans will see like, oh, man, that guy had 96 yards and a touchdown last week. He, I must pick him up in my waivers. Little do you know he had, you know, he was on the field for 20% of the plays. He had one big play for like 75 yards and a touchdown. And he, he was hardly on the field. And that's why usage stats are so important and usage stats are so hard to find for no reason. But on the fantasy football by Brodo app, we bring it directly to you. So Cass, why don't you take over and show the usage? So usage stats, it's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, we call it team dashboard because you get their snap percentage, their target percentage, uh, the total number of snaps, total number of targets, the weighted opportunity rating. If you look at uh, running backs as well, you get uh, the rush percentage, their carries, just everything you want to see. And you can select which week you want it to show for. So right now I have all season, but I can select week 15 and check specific usage stats for that week. And it really is everything or anything you want to see for your favorite team and all NFL teams. And if so you can't far, see that, that's that's snap percentage. And then you have target percentage as well. And for the running backs, you got rush percentage. So not only do you know how much on the field, you know how much they're getting targeted. Um, so you know everything there. We also... Yeah, I mean that that kind of just boosted my my Austin Eckler pitch as well. Even in a situation where he got injured and Justin Jackson stepped up and had a huge game, he still had 67.4% of the entire rushing production of the team. So, <laughs> yeah, Austin Eckler's the guy. Yep. We also, we also updated the weekly usage stats literally faster than anywhere else last season. Yep, that's a fact. Faster than yeah, anywhere I mean, else. I mean, like all all biases aside, like I'm an analyst. That's what I do. That's what I do for, for us. It's, it's, you know, what I do for my brand on, on social media. And like 
if I wasn't working for Brodo, it would be the number one used app on my phone because it's the <laughs> fastest one that I can get the information yep. that I need to put out to all of you. All right, uh, let's get into the wide receivers because this wide receiver situation is exactly the same as last year too. And I think that um, you have yourself a wide receiver one in Keenan Allen. You got yourself a wide receiver two in Mike Williams. And you got yourself a wide receiver three and maybe in Jared Guyton. Uh, it, it, Bro, maybe, maybe. What? Josh Palmer? Josh Palmer. That's where it gets yeah. interesting. Josh Palmer. Yeah. I, I, sorry, I said Guyton Baxter. I said Josh Palmer. I'm Either sorry. way. Wide receiver three. Possibly. You don't think he can make it in the top 36 if the Chargers go crazy? You're going to no. hear my hot take. You're going to no. hear my hot take in a second. You're going to hear oh, my hot okay. take in a second. That, may, that would make it that three wide receivers could possibly do something in this offense. But let's go to the, the, the like, I'm just. You're really. Let's go uh, to what's actually. Let's go to what's actually going to happen. Right. Like for sure. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are going to play well. Um, so let's get into these wide receivers. Where would you take these guys and how are you looking at them this year? I mean, you were right on when you said Keenan Allen was the wide receiver one and uh, Mike Williams was going to be a wide receiver two. Within the team and for fantasy as well, I think that's true. We saw Herbert support both of them at a high level. Uh, Mike started up hot, then he just kind of went down as expected. If you look at his historic target share, that's what we expected him to be, not the monster he was at the beginning of the year. So things kind of normalized. And I think that's going to be going forward as well. Because uh, their target percentage last season were 24.4 for Al Allen and 20.2 uh, for Williams. Uh, kind of like Juju, if you if you look closely. And their ADP right now is, I think, very reflective of their situation. They're wide receiver 11, wide receiver 21, respectively, right now. I think that's fair. Maybe a little bit low for Mike Williams. You could uh, draft to expect him. 21 <laughs> seems like a deal. Like I, I would be very yeah, happy. Yeah, that is, that is low for him. Yeah, that's a pretty good value. Yeah. It, it, it's good value. I think he's not necessarily undervalued because there are some questions, question marks around him. However, that is still a, a good value for drafts, right? So he, I can expect him to finish wide receiver 14, 15. Uh, so 21 is, is, is very, very cheap, steel-ish. Now, when you get to the wide receiver three within the team, not for fantasy territory, you have the fight between uh, Guyton and Palmer, which... They average 6.1 and 6.2 points per game, respectively. So they're pretty much tied there. Now, Guyton had more snaps. Um, Palmer had a higher target percentage. Honestly, who's going to be the, the third guy there? I don't care. If I had to take a shot, I would go with Guyton late in drafts because he has one, the lower ADP. Uh, he is wide receiver 107 on sleeper, and Palmer is wide receiver 80, which is a little bit high, in my opinion. Tim is not going to agree, but uh, that's high. For Palmer and Guyton saw like we saw some big plays from him last season. He was a boom bust guy. And if yeah. you pick him up in best ball yeah. wide receiver 100 value, I think that's 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 good process. Yeah, I do want to Guyton is the guy that caught the uh, like the Justin Herbert the pass, pass last year. The pass. Yeah. The pass. I, I do want to add a uh, piggyback since you just brought up best ball in uh, in underdog um, tournaments, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are basically back-to-back -back wide receiver 12 and 13. Big difference for Mike Williams um, in the best ball format compared to the typical redraft format because uh, in best ball, you get the the up-and-down nature isn't as annoying as it would be in a typical redraft league because right. the two points um, doesn't hurt you as bad because you could have someone on your bench just automatically replace him, whereas in a typical redraft league, that wouldn't be the case. You'd get the two points for Mike Williams. Um, so I do think he has some value there at wide receiver 21 and at, even at wide receiver 13 and underdog, 
because of the spike week potential and once it gets to the week 15 16 17 tournaments the fact that mike williams could go completely off with justin herbert i do think he kind of makes sense at even at that inflated adp because of the uh huge spike week potential that he has on a week-to-week basis all right let's get into the tight end because i think that if the the tight end's a part of this offense. If the tight end wasn't a part of this offense, then a wide receiver three finish for a Josh Palmer type uh, would be would be more realistic. But let's let's up thirty six is insane, bro. Like not not yeah, not man. Possible. All right, let's let's make a bet then. Let's make a bet. How about this? Oh, okay. How about this? Yeah, How, about this? How about this? How about this? I'm not gonna say top thirty six because that's ridiculous. Yes, but I right. will say I will say top fifty five. There's he's not ending top fifty five in points per game. Josh Palmer, fifty-five, so. <laughs> top top fifty-five. Yeah, well, I, I, I'll take you up on it. I'll take you up on yeah. it. Yeah, I'm gonna write that down. Top for context, down. they didn't qualify last year to be, I think, top one hundred. Oh, maybe I'm I'm biting off a little <laughs> more than I can chew here. All right. Uh, with that being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look back at that. And like, <laughs> why did I make that bet? Like because or, of your because of your ego. Oh yeah, a genius. Uh, yeah, or I'm a genius. Uh, tight ends. Um, gone is Jared Cook. In is Gerald Everett. Here's the thing, though, because you got Parham behind Gerald Everett. And I know Parham was a big dynasty ad, and Matt, you could you could speak yeah. on that a little bit. He was a big dynasty because he's a big dude. He has the ability to catch touchdowns. He's in a good offense. But then they signed Gerald Everett, who has a history with his head coach, uh, his former, um, is the former coach of the. Uh, of the team that he used to play for. So it's definitely I don't think I don't think you get roster either of these guys because I just think they're gonna eat into each other and kind of split the split the split an already small pot that you don't want a part of. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Um I'm gonna start calling Gerald Everett fetch Everett because it's just not gonna happen. Um <laughs> it's that fast. <laughs> Last year with Russell Wilson as his QB and like the breakout potential and all that, he did set career highs, except the career highs were 48 receptions, <laughs> 478 yards, and four touchdowns. Woo! Yeah. Last year, Justin Herbert threw for over 5,000 yards, and his top tight end was Donald Parham, who totaled 20 receptions, 190 yards, and three touchdowns. He similarly did not really utilize the tight end his rookie season either with, uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Jalen Guyton, and top 55 wide receiver Josh Palmer. Um, I just don't think there's really room for the tight end position to thrive here. Um, he may have a couple touchdown reliant, useful performances, but good luck trying to guess where those are going to be. It's going to be few and far in between and impossible to, pred- to predict, similar to um, the Don- Donald Parham of last year. Or even Steven Anderson had a two touchdown game. I mean, I will, like, I will, Jared Cook. Caught 48 balls for 564 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, it's not it's not the best ever, but that's not not to forget Jared Cook exists. He's the he, you know. I actually did forget Jared Cook existed, but what are you gonna do? (laughs) Either way, Gerald Everett is not (laughs) Gerald Everett is not someone I'm gonna be drafting. His ADP of tight end 22 makes complete sense to me. That's what I think he'll be a low end tight end two. Um, and someone you could largely ignore for the most part in almost every format. Yeah, I'll I'll speak on Parham's a little bit too, like that, especially because he was a hot dynasty ad, and, and he saw 
in the year before last, he saw a pretty decent uptick of every metric across the board in the last four games. So people kind of thought he was going to be the next one in. Uh, then Jared Cook stuck around. <clears throat> so, yeah, Parham's also coming off of a really bad concussion, too. Uh, they do have Everett. He's already getting in that, like you would have liked to see in the production climb linearly rather than him step back down into a number two role. Like it would have been nice to see the charters kind of not sign anybody. Um, so yeah, even like deeper into dynasty, like I don't think Parham's ever really going to pan out. Interesting. That, that sucks because I, I bought in, I, I got a little, I got a little, yeah, Oh, same, same. I mean, I, I got a little Trey McKitty because of it too. Like I'm, I kind of had to play that backup thing. Trey too, McKitty. Like, the cat yeah. attack also may as well i mean because again <laughs> because especially with tight ends and dynasty this could go on forever but tight ends and dynasty like breakouts happen so late and guys just jump ship on all of these like promising young players because you don't start to see tight ends produce until like their fourth or fifth year in the season and even in a dynasty league it takes a lot for guys to want to hold on that long so yeah stash young tight ends stash them all stash them all uh stash them speaking, all. speaking of stash them all follow us all at uh, oh no 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 I'm sorry bold predictions all Come right guys now. oh bold predictions my bold predictions you guys ready oh uh, you didn't make it already <laughs> the sandy uh, get worse I'm sorry the Los Angeles Chargers lead the league in offense and win the Super Bowl oh old the first I part like I believe the second part is a little bit more steep not really a fantasy bold prediction and I thought you were gonna go with Josh Palmer but all right okay <laughs> No, it's just the, they're going to have such a crazy Keep offense it. that everyone's going to get to eat. Like, if Josh Palmer has four touchdowns on the season, he'll be a top 55 wide receiver. We'll see. Like, Maybe. He, he doesn't need much. Gabe Davis had four touchdowns and finished as the wide receiver 57. So There you go. Boom. Not top 55. Yeah, that, like that's, that's below your. <laughs> Come on, 57, 55, same shit. Not, not for the bets. Anywho, um, I'll go next. I'm going to say, bold prediction, Justin Herbert and Mike Williams lead their respective positions in touchdowns. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. I like that. Uh, just a quick, quick, quick tip. Guyton had three touchdowns last year. Why is he for 75? So with that, I'm saying he is outside the top 80 wide receivers next season. That's your that's your bold prediction. So even that, even that 180 is barely gonna pay off. Yeah, I was just gonna counter you on, on your uh, bad Guyton take and Palmer take. So I'll, no, it's, it's I'll make Palmer, it sound more. It's, it's just a Palmer take. It's just Palmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, both of them. None of them finish uh, top 70. Nice. Wide receiver six for them. That, that's not bold. That's just that's just evening that's just out rude. That, no, that's just like that's just like taking that's just the at under ADP. on my bowl prediction. Like just yeah, taking, I'm doubling you're down just taking on your, under on, the bet. on my bowl prediction. I'm doubling down on the bet we made. I rule that accounts. You're, you're up next. Thank one. you. Thank you. He's um, in the big screen, so he 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 knows what's up. Yo, Michael, I rule that like accounts. Michael, you look I don't know what is going you look like you're in a night you're in a nineties like uh so, like you look like you're in a 90s like advertisement where you're going to come in and be like, Fow. yeah, I told Jay, I was like, yo, this is the fucking lighting you're giving me. We're in, <laughs> I'm in Ithaca right now in Jason's um, Cornell apartment that he's done with in like a week. So he came to like just finish packing up all his things and 
yeah, this is what I was left with. I was like, thanks, Trey, for making me look like an idiot on the heat wave. But what are you going to do? You look like you should be in a picture in Teen Beat next to Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> I I was already. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah cool. Good. Centerfold. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, finish us off, bro. <laughs> I, I kind of set it up already, and it, it might not be that bold. Uh, okay, I'll get a little bolder. We'll, we'll go with we'll go with three of them. I'll, I'll go Keenan Allen, wide receiver one, Austin Eckler, running back one, and Justin Herbert, QB one. Ooh, overall, that's overall, spicy, bro. Nice, that's spicy. Overall, <laughs> that would be fun. That would be <laughs> fun. <laughs> the spice, I can feel it. Shut up, Tim. <laughs> <Make> me- oh. <laughs> At Brodo FF Tim, at Brodo FF Mike, at Brodo FF Stan, is, uh, Casanova, excuse me, and at Brodo F, I'm sorry, at Psych Ward <laughs> FF, um, at Brodo FF Jason as well. Don't forget, at Brodo Fantasy and at FF by Brodo. Join us tomorrow. 32 teams, three, two, in three, two days. I see Michael, my lighting's making me look at it. I got tan. Yeah, I got you this, got tie dye on, bro. I'm looking up. You win the lighting. That's the only thing you're going to be winning all season, so whatever. Peace.